0: hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of insights of the mental game where we talk about how important mindsets are when it comes to playing and succeeding in sports my name is meheka charia and today we have a special guest from colorado emma thanks for being on here thank you for having me okay so let's dive deep into it when did you start playing golf
1: um i first started playing. When I started taking lessons at the first tee, I was probably six or seven, I'd say.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, What other sports do you play?
1: Um, I currently play golf
0: on the side, but my main sport is tennis. That is so awesome. So how did you get into golf? Did your parents play it or friends play it?
1: Um. So actually, I started out playing basketball, which is what my parents played. But then they both decided that they wanted me and my siblings to play lifelong sports, um, which is how golf and tennis started.
0: Yeah, no, my parents were the same way. I remember they were like, "Oh, golf, you can play when you're like as, when you're older in your 60s." Yeah. yeah, I think that's all the parents' reasoning. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Um so did you do you play tournaments on a decently regular basis, or have you played tournaments on a decently regular basis before? um
1: for golf mm-hmm. no not really I really only did lessons for the first tee I did uh PGA Junior League mm-hmm. girls golf all of that but I never did like high school tournaments or like age level yeah ones.
0: how was PGA Junior League I did that as well because you're and like in my um like chapter I'd say we kind of did like we did two on two That's the same with your guys right
1: um yeah a couple were two on two and then there were some bigger ones that were four on four. Oh wow um but yeah those ones took much longer yeah that's four on four I haven't even yeah it was they they were like bigger things and we usually only played nine holes then but when it was a full 18 it was two on two okay yeah
0: that makes sense um have you ever phased um any mental blocks on or off the course because I feel like golf is really just a sport where it's like constant you just have to get your mind in the right place
1: um yeah i feel like people don't realize like how difficult the game of golf actually is especially since it's such like an individual game like you're out there for yourself almost like by yourself and so it's like you need to have the ability to like keep yourself positive and also like know your limits which i feel like a lot of people find really challenging
0: yeah, no, it really is. I see people all the time who are just keep pushing themselves and they realize they need to like take a break because mm-hmm. kind of, everything's always in the mind. Like it's not physical. Golf isn't really like a crazy physical sport, I would say compared to tennis for sure. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's definitely really mental. And honestly, so is tennis. Isn't um, what big tournament was just happened? I've seen it everywhere. Um, The Wimbledon just happened. Wimbledon. Oh my God, that's awesome. hmm so, yeah, I'm going to move on to tennis. So when I met okay. you in Atlanta, I heard on the very last day, you're a crazy, awesome tennis <laughs> player. So tell me about that. Um, so my freshman year,
1: I had to choose if I wanted to try out for golf or tennis because tryouts for the same week, states the same week. You know, it was just easier to choose one.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I went out on a limb and decided to try out for tennis, even though I had never played like in a real match. Mm -hmm. so I went out at tryouts just having the goal of at least making a team like any team and then I'm trying out and I was like you know what like I'm I'm not too bad at this and I keep going I ended up making varsity singles my freshman year oh wow and I placed second at regionals and went to state then sophomore year I came back and I competed again and made varsity doubles one Oh, wow. So I played doubles all sophomore year, and then played second at regionals again, and went to state. And then my junior year is coming up, and I'm gunning for that single spot.
0: That is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you enjoy singles or doubles more?
1: Um, I feel like I enjoy singles because I'm more of like an individual player. I mm-hmm. feel like I can I can control my mindset and how I play, and so I struggle having to like pair up with somebody else and making us me on like the same wavelength
0: yeah tennis is awesome I feel like that's such a fun sport to play I used to play it I would say used to like when I was little my parents like enrolled me in lessons and I mm-hmm. would play it but that was the same for a lot of sports but I think golf kind of resonated more with me but tennis was like my second sport I think it's so fun and awesome
1: I I absolutely love it. It is so much fun, and you meet so many like cool people at all these like tournaments and state.
0: It's it's so much fun. Yeah, and it's also a lifelong sport, so that's a nice mm-hmm. too. Um, do you think you want to go to college for tennis? Um, I haven't quite decided yet.
1: I have set up a recruitment site, and I'm going to see what offers do come my way. But I haven't like decided headstrong like oh yeah I want to play or I don't I'm kind of just gonna wait and see trying to decide my major too and just seeing what works best with my schedule and what I want long term
0: yeah that sounds good always you know keep the option open also Mm -hmm. you're like you're going into your junior year so you have time to decide it's not yeah what do you think your greatest tennis or golf gonna be for either sport what do you think your greatest accomplishment in one of those sports was and your greatest failure in one of those sports was and how do you think that helped you grow your game um I'll do tennis so I would
1: say my greatest accomplishment is probably going to state for singles as a freshman because top of the lineup plays singles so the fact that I made top of varsity lineup as a freshman um kind of threw a lot of my like competition off guard They always thought I was older, and then they always wanted to know what club I played for and, like, who my private coach was once they found out I was only a freshman. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that, like, I made top 16 to go to state, I think, like, really proved to myself that, like, I was capable of doing it, and all, like, the mental blocks that I had throughout the season were just, like, little obstacles, and I had, like, officially overcome them, which was really nice to, like, feel, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, my greatest obstacle, I would say is actually playing doubles. I went out sophomore year gunning for a single spot. Um, however, I missed the cut by one. So one girl beat me in a tiebreaker. So she got bumped up to the last single spot, which pushed me down to doubles. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I struggled a lot with that one as like an ego thing, Because you go in playing singles, you come back expecting to have a single spot again, just to get like your whole world turned upside down. Yeah. And then I had also never played like doubles before. I had only practiced. So it was like an entire new world of play. Basically, I had to learn different strategies and how to work with different partners. And my partner switched up so many times throughout the season. So I had to learn how to work with different people, which was like, an obstacle all on its own learning their strategies and their mental game. And that was much more challenging than people make it out to be.
0: No, it really is. I feel like, um, even like, I know golf is an individual sport, but even on the golf team, when you're one trying to work with different people or you're playing scrambles, it's honestly hard. And especially in tennis, because in doubles you're like, what is there one person like closer than that? And one person further away?
1: Yeah. Normally that is however, in my last season, we played both of us um, farther away, which threw everyone off and it threw us off because then we had to learn a completely new double strategy that we had never even seen before. And that
0: was that was eventful. What is, like, I've never seen that before. Like, is there, like, a certain, like, strategy that helps out with having two people in the back instead of one in the front?
1: Yeah, so coming from singles, you spend most of your time, like, back at the baseline rather than at the net. Um, because you know you have to cover everything Mm -hmm. the girl I played with also played singles the year I played singles and we both got moved back and so neither of us were very strong net players and by time our team was decided like who the doubles pairings we had like a week left until our first game and so our coach made the decision to um, adjust the game to us rather than to adjust us to the game that way we could like move in as seamlessly as possible and both of our strong suits were playing the baseline so he just had us both play from back there
0: yeah that that must be hard honestly just learning that entire new strategy and then Mm -hmm. also having to deal like your partners kept switching up that's really hard to deal with
1: yeah it was it was it was a long and challenging season but I learned a lot about myself as a player and about my teammates
0: yeah that's really cool. It's always good that I feel like in every challenge, we just keep learning and growing from it, which is just mm-hmm. awesome. And even though like you have to deal with that, like difficult time, you were able to like learn more. Yeah, and- it was all beneficial in the long run. Yeah, no, that's great. And um, oh, my God, for I was gonna say. oh, yes. After a bad tennis round, is there anything specific you do like afterwards to like help?
1: Um. Yeah, I typically, so I always do it in like sets of like five minutes. So afterwards, me and my partner last year, we usually stay on the court, like within the fences for five minutes. And we just sit there like relaxing like win or lose and it's usually in silence it's a time for like both of us to debrief that way we don't take any negative emotions out on like each other or coaches because like at the end of the day we are a team so we win together we lose together that just gives us the time to like comprehend really what's going on and think about what we want to do moving forward and then after that we'll walk out together we'll we'll both talk to the coach he usually gives us about five minutes um with him talking things he thinks we can do before we move on to like my parents, my parents are my support system. So I always go and see them. And I feel like after having the five minute, like debrief, I'm usually in a better headspace, and there's no like negative emotions right up front that are at risk of like being taken out on anyone else.
0: That's really, really good. And I'm glad you have your parents there for that. Um, I think it's really, really awesome how you play tennis with golf and how I feel like in every sport, it's like the same mental struggles and hurdles because like, it's just with everything. Mm hmm. Yeah last week I had a basketball player featured and it was so cool to see like the difference in like her game with the golf game and now yours as well. Mm -hmm. So many parallels. Okay and then last question. Last of all what advice can you give to high school athletes as you are one currently?
1: Um I would say my biggest piece of advice is to just get out there and try because a lot of high schoolers especially have this mindset of like oh I can't do it or I'm not going to be good enough like comparing themselves to the other athletes on teams and like clubs um, but like coming from somebody who also didn't know they could play before they tried out like it's really not that bad you learn a lot about yourself as um as an athlete as a teammate um, as a human in general so just get out there give it your all and whatever
0: is meant to be will be That is so awesome. Thank you. Oh, thank you again for being on the podcast. But right before we end, I have 10 questions that I didn't tell you about that are like rapid fire questions. So you have to answer basically as fast as possible. Okay. And these are going to, we're going to switch back over to golf. So here we go. What is your favorite snack on the course? Um, my favorite
1: snack, honestly, I got to go with beef jerky
0: mm mm-hmm.
1: A hat or visor? A visor, always. Push cart or carry? Um. Push cart. Uh favorite club. Um, can never go wrong with my 60 degree. Mm-hmm. Least favorite club? My least favorite club's gotta be Three Wood. Nine holes or 18
0: holes? Um, nine. A favorite PGA player. Oh.
1: that's a hard one come back favorite LPGA
0: player um
1: shoot it's been years but years ago I met Paula Kramer
0: oh that's awesome Mm -hmm. she was she was cool sport you would play if you didn't play golf
1: Ooh.
0: um honestly I'd swim awesome and what's your go-to breakfast before a big game either golf or tennis
1: um, I like, you know, like the yogurt parfaits, granola, assortment of fruit, all that. Mm-hmm.
0: And instead of PGA player, what's your favorite men's tennis player? Um, we got to go with Carlos Alcaraz. Awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Thank you everyone for listening to the podcast and thank you, Emma, for being on it. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Spotify, and recently we announced four different other platforms, including Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music. So check us out there. See you later.